I'll be continuing to read Stories of the Prophets by Ibn Kathir, which can be downloaded from the Galamullah website. Let's read. Page 42. Prophet Abraham, peace be upon him. Abraham reasons with the idolaters, second time. Almighty Allah recounted, Recite to them the story of Abraham, when he said to his father and his people, What do you worship? They said, We worship idols, and to them we are ever devoted. He said, Do they hear you when you call on them, or do they benefit you, or do they harm you? They said, Nay, but we found our father doing so. He said, Do you observe that which you have been worshipping, you and your ancient fathers? Verily, they are enemies to me, save the Lord of the Alameen, mankind, jinn, and all that exists, who has created me, and it is he who guides me, and it is he who feeds me and gives me to drink. And when I am ill, it is he who cures me, and who will cause me to die, and then will bring me to life again, and who, I hope, will forgive me my faults on the day of resurrection. Quran 26 verse 69 to 82. In another surah, the Almighty revealed, and remember Abraham when he said to his people, Worship Allah alone and fear him. That is better for you if you did but know. You worship besides Allah, only idols, and you only invent falsehood. Verily, those whom you worship beside Allah have no power to give you provision. So seek your provision from Allah alone. You will be brought back. And if you deny, then nations before you have denied their messengers. The duty of the messenger is only to convey the message plainly. See they not how Allah originates creation, then will repent it. Verily, that is easy for Allah. Say. Travel in the land and see how Allah originated creation and then Allah will bring forth, resurrect, the creation of the hereafter, i.e. resurrection after death. Verily, Allah is able to do all things. He punishes whom he wills and shows mercy to whom he wills and to him you will be returned. And you cannot escape in the earth in the heaven. And besides Allah, you have neither any wali, protector or guardian, nor any helper. And those who disbelieve in the ayat, proofs, lessons, signs, evidences, verses, revelations, etc. of Allah and the meeting with him, it is they who have no hope of my mercy. And it is they who will have a painful torment. Quran 22 verse 16 to 23. Abraham breaks the idols. He explained to them the beauty of Allah's creation, his power and wisdom. Idol worship is detested by Allah, for Allah is the Lord of the universe, who created mankind, guided him 
and provided him with food and drink, and cured him when he was sick, and who will cause him to die and be raised up again. It was he to whom Abraham prayed, and who would forgive his sins on the day of judgment. However, they would not give up, but clung fast to idolatry. Abraham left his father's house and abandoned his people and what they worshipped. He decided to do something about their state of disbelief, but did not reveal it. He knew that there was going to be a great celebration on the other bank of the river, which would be attended by all the people. Abraham waited until the city was empty, then came out cautiously, directing his steps towards the temple. The streets leading to it were empty, and the temple itself was deserted, for the priests had also gone to the festival outside the city. Abraham went there carrying a sharp axe. He looked at the stone and wood statues of the gods and at the food laid in front of them as offerings. He approached one of the statues and asked, The food in front of you is getting cold. Why don't you eat? The statue kept silent and rigid. Abraham asked all the other statues around him, Will you not eat of the offering before you? But Anne 37 verse 91. He was mocking them, for he knew they would not eat. He once again asked them, What is the matter with you that you do not speak? But Anne 37 verse 92. He then raised his axe and started smashing the false gods worshipped by the people. He destroyed them all except one on whose neck he hung the axe. After this, his anger subsided and he felt at peace. He left the temple. He had fulfilled his vow to show his people a practical proof of their foolishness in worshipping something other than Allah. The idolaters question Abraham. When the people returned, they were shocked to see their gods smashed to pieces, lying scattered all over the temple. They began to guess who had done that to their idols, and Abraham's name came to their minds. Allah the Almighty said, They said, Who has done this to our Aliyah, gods? He must indeed be one of the wrongdoers. They said, We heard a young man talking against them, who is called Abraham. They said, Then bring him before the eyes of the people, that they may testify. They said, Are you the one who has done this to our gods, O Abraham? Abraham said, Nay, this one, the biggest of them, idols, did it. Ask them if they can speak. So they turned to themselves and said, Verily, you are the Zalimun, polytheists and wrongdoers. Then they turned to themselves, their first thought, and said, Indeed, you, Abraham, know well that these idols speak not. Abraham said, Do you then worship, besides Allah, things that can neither profit you nor harm you, if upon you and upon that which you worship besides Allah? Have you then no sense? Quran 21 verse 59 to 67. Furious, they demanded that Abraham be arrested and tried. Abraham did not resist. This was precisely what he had been aiming for, so that he could show them up in public for their foolish beliefs. 
At the trial, they asked him if he was responsible for breaking the idols. Smiling, he told them to ask the biggest idol, which was still whole. He told them that he must be the culprit. They replied that he knew well that the idol could not speak or move, which gave Abraham the chance to prove the foolishness of worshipping these lifeless objects. They then realised the senselessness of their beliefs. However, their arrogance would not allow them to admit their foolishness. All they could do was use their power of authority, as tyrants usually do, to punish Abraham. They kept him in chains and planned their revenge. The idolaters tried to burn Abraham. Anger was burning in their hearts. They decided to throw Abraham into the biggest fire they could build. All the citizens were ordered to gather wood as a service to their gods. Ignorant, sick women vowed that if they were cured, they would donate so much wood to burn Abraham. For several days, they collected fuel. They dug a deep pit, filled it with firewood, and ignited it. They brought a catapult with which to cast Abraham into the fire. Abraham was put on the catapult. His hands and feet were tied. The fire was ready, with its flame reaching the sky. The people stood away from the pit because of the great heat. Then the chief priest gave his order to cast Abraham into the fire. The angel Gabriel came near Abraham's head and asked him, O Abraham, do you wish for anything? Abraham replied, Nothing from you. The catapult was shot and Abraham was cast into the fire. But his descent into the blaze was as descent on steps in a cool garden. The flames were still there, but they did not burn, for Allah the Almighty had issued his command. O fire, be you coolness and safety for Abraham. Quran 21 verse 69. The fire submitted to the will of Allah, becoming cool and safe for Abraham. It only burned his bonds, and he sat in the midst of the fire as if he were sitting in a garden. He glorified and praised Allah the Almighty with a heart that contained only his love for Allah. There was not any vacant space therein for fear, awe, or worry. It was filled with love only. Fear and awe were dead, and the fire was turned into coolness, making the air pleasant. Those who love Allah, as Abraham do, did not fear. The Faith of the Believers Allah declared, Those believers unto whom the people, hypocrites, said, Verily, the people, pagans, have gathered against you a great army, therefore fear them. But it only increased them in faith, and they said, Allah alone is sufficient for us and he is the best disposer of affairs for us. So they returned with grace and bounty from Allah. No harm touched them, and they followed the good pleasure of Allah. Allah is the owner of great bounty. It is only Satan that suggests to you the fear of his awliya. Supporters and friends, polytheists, disbelievers in the oneness of Allah and in his messenger Muhammad, peace be upon him. So fear them not, 
but fear me if you are true believers. Quran 3 verse 173 to 175. The throng, the chiefs and the priests, sad watching the fire from a distance. It was burning their faces and nearly suffocating them. It kept burning for such a long time that the disbelievers thought it would never be extinguished. When it did burn out, they were greatly amazed to find Abraham coming out of the pit untouched by the fire. Their faces were black from the smoke, but his was bright with the light and grace of Allah. The raging fire had become cool for Abraham and had only charred the ropes which held him. He walked out of the fire as if he were walking out of a garden. Cries of astonishment were heard from the heathens. They wanted to harm him, but we made them the worst losers. Quran 21 verse 70. This miracle shamed the tyrants, but it did not cool the flame of anger in their hearts. However, after this event, many of the people followed Abraham, although some kept their belief a secret for fear of harm or death at the hands of the rulers. Abraham challenges those who proclaim themselves as God. King Namrud. Abraham had established a definite reasoning against idolaters. Nothing was left for him except to reason against the people who proclaimed themselves gods. When the king, Namrud, heard of Abraham's safe exit from the fire, he became very angry. He feared that the status of Godhead he had proclaimed for himself was not challenged by an ordinary human being. He summoned Abraham to the palace and held a dialogue with him, which Allah Almighty recounted. Have you not thought about him who disputed with Abraham about his Lord, Allah, because Allah had given him the kingdom? When Abraham said to him, My Lord, Allah, is he who gives life and causes death. He said, I give life and cause death. Abraham said, Verily, Allah causes the sun to rise from the east, then cause it you to rise from the west. So the disbeliever was utterly defeated. Allah guides, not the people who are zalimin, wrongdoers, etc. Quran 2 verse 258. Abraham's fame spread throughout the entire kingdom. People talked about how he had been saved from the blazing fire and how he had debated with the king and left him speechless. In the meantime, Abraham continued calling people to believe in Allah, exerting a great effort to guide his people to the right path. He tried every means to convince them. However, in spite of his love and care for his people, they felt angry and deserted him. Only one woman and one man of his people shared his belief in Allah. The woman's name was Sarah and she became his wife. The man's name was Lot and he became a prophet. When Abraham realised that no one else was going to believe in his call, he decided to emigrate. He left his people and travelled with his wife and Lot to a city called Ur and then another called Haran and then to Palestine. Allah the Almighty told us, So Lut believed in him, Abraham's message of Islamic monotheism. He, Abraham, said, I will emigrate for the sake of my Lord. Verily, he is the Almighty, the All-Wise. 
Quran 29 verse 26. After Palestine, Abraham travelled to Egypt, calling people to believe in Allah wherever he travelled, judging fairly between people and guiding them to truth and righteousness. Hadith about Abraham, Sarah and Hajar Abu Huraira narrated that Abraham did not tell a lie except on three occasions. Twice for the sake of Allah, exalted and almighty, when he said, I am sick, when his people were holding a festival in honour of their gods. Abraham excused himself by saying he was sick. Quran 37 verse 89. And when he said, I have not done this, but the big idol has done it. The third was that while Abraham and Sarah, his wife, were going on a journey, they passed by the territory of a tyrant. Someone said to the tyrant, This man, Abraham, is accompanied by a very charming lady. So he sent for Abraham and asked him about Sarah, saying, Who is this lady? Abraham said, She is my sister. Abraham went to Sarah and said, O Sarah, there are no believers on the surface of the earth except you and me. This man asked me about you, and I have told him that you are my sister. Do not contradict my statement. The tyrant then called Sarah, and when she went to him, he tried to take hold of her with his hand, but his hand got stiff, and he was confounded. He asked Sarah, Pray to Allah for me, and I shall not harm you. So Sarah asked Allah to cure him, and he got cured. He tried to take hold of her for the second time, got stiff as, or stiffer than before, and he was more confounded. He again requested Sarah, Pray to Allah for me, and I will not harm you. Sarah asked Allah again, and he became all right. He then called one of his guards who had brought her and said, You have not brought me a human being, but brought me a devil. The tyrant then gave Hajar as a maidservant to Sarah. Abraham, gesturing with his hand, asked, What has happened? She replied, Allah has spoiled the evil plot of the infidel or immoral person and gave me Hajar for service. Abu Huraira then addressed his listeners saying, That Hajar was your mother, or Banima is Sama, Arab, the descendants of Ishmael, Hajar's son. Hajar and Sarah Abraham's wife Sarah was sterile. She had been given an Egyptian woman, Hajar, as a servant. Abraham had aged and his hair was grey after many years spent in calling people to Allah. Sarah thought she and Abraham were lonely because she could not have a child. Therefore, she offered her husband, her servant Hajar, in marriage. Hajar gave birth to her first son, Ishmael, Ismail, when Abraham was an old man. Abraham questions resurrection. Abraham lived on earth, worshipping Allah and calling people to monotheism. But he was journeying to Allah, knowing that his days on earth were limited and that they would be followed by death and finally resurrection. The knowledge of life after death filled Abraham with peace and love and certitude. One day, he begged Allah to show him how he brought the dead back to life. Allah commanded Abraham to take four birds, cut them up and mingle their body parts, divide them into four portions 
and place them on top of four different hills. Then call back the birds in Allah's name. Abraham did as he was told. Immediately, the mingled parts of the bodies separated to join their original bodies in different places, and the birds flew back to Abraham. Almighty Allah revealed, Remember when Abraham said, My Lord, show me how you give life to the dead. Allah said, Do you not believe? Abraham said, Yes, I believe, but to be stronger in faith. He said, Take four birds, then cause them to incline towards you, then slaughter them, cut them into pieces, and then put a portion of them on every hill, and call them, and they will come to you in haste. And know that Allah is almighty and all-wise. Quran 2 verse 260 So that was the story of Abraham from the stories of the prophets. Can I please ask that you leave a five-star rating at Apple Podcasts or wherever else you listen? And remember to share the podcast with your family and friends. We are on all the major podcasting platforms, including Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Play, Stitcher. And we're also on YouTube as a voice-only channel. So please do subscribe there also. Do join our Islamic Audio Bytes community on Facebook and Instagram. And do check out our website at islamicaudiobytes.com. If you'd like to contact me directly, please do so at sisterb007 at gmail.com. Otherwise, hope your day is full of goodness. Aslam alaikum.